To get a head start, I'd ask you to turn, while I'm getting finished up here, um, turning your Bibles to John chapter 17, and we'll be getting to that momentarily. I knew a guy who came to Subaru Road back when it was Emmanuel um, Baptist Church, and he would sit uh, in the church probably right where Steve is sitting pretty much um, on a Sunday. And he came to the church um, because his, his girlfriend came to the church. And he thought, well, I'll check that church out because he's checking her out. And um, <laughs> so he would come and sit. And then, um, guess what happened? They broke up. So here he was wondering, you know, what am I doing here? Because the reason why I came here um, is gone. And then he began to go through a time of, of struggling of what is my purpose here? What is my identity here in this church? And he would begin looking for ways that he could fit in. You know, who are his people? Um, who are people who shared common interests? Uh, and there weren't a lot um, at that time. And there were other people that he was like, wow, I, I want that person to be my friend. And he would go after that person in order to have that friendship, and struggled and struggled for many years. Uh, sometimes even be sitting there and inside just crying out, "What? how do I fit in here? Who is my friend? Uh, who cares about me? And that went on for many years. You may be sitting here right now in a chair, and you're thinking a very similar thing. Why am I here? Where do I fit in? You're in the midst of a crowd of people, and on Sunday morning you're sitting there, and there are hundreds of people around you, but you feel alone. And this isn't something unusual in a church congregation. It's definitely not something that is unusual in our culture and our society today. Loneliness is being called an epidemic. Even the world is noticing that people are growing in their loneliness and it's causing suicides. It's causing all kinds of turmoil in our culture and it can cause turmoil in our churches. And that is all very important. But I think what matters most to us as we face this question is that it causes turmoil in ourselves. It causes turmoil in our own hearts. And we are looking for the resolution to that problem. So tonight I want us to talk about friendship and friendship as discipleship as you see on the slide there. 
And to begin with, I just want to ask a simple question. What is friendship? This is dialogue. What is friendship? Someone, what's your, your definition your, of friendship? Yes. Okay, um, we're hearing that friendship is getting to know someone, um, listening to them, and seeking to meet their needs. So that's good. That's better than the dictionary definition. Because um, the dictionary definition is basically, um, friendship is the act of being a friend. <laughs> um, which is not very helpful. Um, but yeah, friendship, we, a lot of us have different definitions. Any others out there? Of, yes, Sinjin. Okay, as someone that you share the good and the bad with, of life with. Yes, Paul? The bonding of the hearts. A relationship not dependent upon performance. A relationship not dependent upon performance. Yes. These are all good definitions. Um, I would say they preach pretty well, even. But one of the questions is, how do you get there, and who do you do it with? And that's one of the things we want to look at tonight. Not just what is friendship, but what is biblical friendship. And so there's a difference. Um, I brought up um, sports today, this evening, and you may have developed a friendship with someone who shares an interest that you have in a particular uh, sports team. And you share a common bond there. And that makes for a friendship. And when you get together to watch the game and uh, eat your popcorn and whatever you enjoy, you have that common goal and you enjoy being together. And we say, wow, this guy this girl is my friend, and I have a friend. That's true, and biblical friendship includes that. But it doesn't start there, and it doesn't end there. What is biblical friendship? Let's now ask that question. No wrong answers. Uh, well, I guess there could be wrong answers, but <laughs> I'm not going to look down on you for any answer, so there's no wrong answers. What is it, Mythbusters? Um, what does they say, Annette? Failure is always, failure is always an option, uh, because you can even learn from failure, right? So there are no bad questions, because we can even learn from bad questions uh, or answers. Biblical Friendship. What makes biblical friendship different from friendship? Thoughts. Pointing each other to Christ. Pointing each other to Christ. Very good. Others? One of the things I think when defining friendship, I try to think like like-mindedness perhaps in a normal friend might be natural. But when it says biblical friendship, I don't know what like-mindedness besides Christ, I don't know if you have to have things in common. 
Good. Yes, ma'am. As mentioned in Proverbs, uh, friendship that is iron sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tina? Loving that person. Loving. Yes. I, as I was studying for this, there were two sermons that were sticking in my mind. One was the one I preached recently on loving. What does it mean to love in the body? This is kind of an appendix to that. And then I'll tell you about the other sermon later. Um, other thoughts? Part of the same family, Christian family. Part of the same, yeah. Biblical friendship is not just friendship. There's something deeper, whether you want it to be or not. There's something deeper there than just friendship. Um, it, it's, it is, we're family. Yes, Josiah. Yes, and that prayer for them and wanting to see them succeed. Uh, true. So let's first look at from your good responses. No bad questions, no failures. Um, but what is biblical friendship not? What is it not? And I want to give you some things to, to consider with that. And the first one is pretty obvious, but I had to throw it out there. It is not a social media friend. But we laugh and we chuckle. But how often do we think, we think that we've made a friend on social media? And we may not even say it in our minds, oh, well, that's my friend. But we make assumptions that this person that I don't really even know is my friend. And if you can say anything else about that very thing is it lowers the bar of friendship. If someone that you may not have ever met before, that you really don't know anything about other than what they've displayed to you on a publicly viewed website, if that is what makes you a friend, the bar of friendship has been lowered to the ground. But how often are we slighted? Is a lot of the anxiety that we have, a lot of the envy, a lot of the covetousness, a lot of the desire for something that you don't have, is driven by your Facebook, Instagram, Yelp, TikTok, whatever it is, friends. Our friends become a detriment. They're not friends. They are a destructive force, and they don't even know it. You've made them become your enemy when you're calling them your, your friend. So it's not your social media friend. A biblical friend is not even a stage of life friend. And the guy who was sitting there where Steve is sitting tonight at Emmanuel Baptist Church, that was one of the struggles 
Who is, you know, here are these people and they know each other and they hang out together and they do things together and he's not fitting in with those people and he feels like he's an outcast. But the desire for that friendship was so strong. If I don't have that friend, do I really have a friend? I need a friend that meets me where I am, is in the same situation of life that I am in. How else am I going to grow with people and understand if I'm not sharing it with people who share my common time of life? So a biblical friend is not defined by your stage of life. A biblical friend is not a common interest relationship. A biblical friend is not defined by someone who shares your interest in pottery. Or um, like Matt and I, old BMW cars. Uh, Can that be a great way to start a relationship? Yes, it, it introduces something. But biblical friendship never, ever ends there. And I will make the point later that biblical friendship doesn't start there either. Biblical friendship is not an ego-based relationship. So Jonathan, what does that mean? Are we going Freud here? Um, What does it mean that it's not an ego-based relationship? Well, first of all, it doesn't... It's not guided by an increase in your status. I remember I was worked for several Sundays, Sundays, summers at a camp in North Carolina. And uh, it was kind of like, you know, the guys that headed up this camp, they were like rock stars. You know, and, you know these are cool guys. And I would notice that there were these uh, guys that were working on the the summer staff that were able to hang out with these these cool full-time staff guys and they kind of took them under their wing and and I was really upset about that I couldn't have that and I wanted to have that type of relationship but you know what it wasn't because I wanted to have that relationship so that I could grow in Christ No, I wanted that because I wanted to be like all those other guys that had the cool full-time staff leader. Yeah, I get to be seen with this guy. And how often are our friendships driven by, uh, it's a a status. What can I get to to blow me up, to, to make me look better, and I need to have these friends in order for that to happen? That is not biblical friendship. The other thing about ego-based relationships is kind of the opposite of an increase in status. It's that you are so down on yourself. You need this particular type of friend that's going to inflate you, build you up, rescue your ego. And that person, the friend, becomes your crutch. You must have this relationship in order for you to 
to be fulfilled. And this often happens in dating relationships where that person becomes too important. And it's because your ego is deflated and you're looking for something to to build it up. That is not biblical friendship. Now, can you have social media friends who are truly your biblical friends? Yes. Can you have people that are in your stage of life and have a biblical relationship with them? Yes, you can. And we could go down the list. Does biblical relationships help you um, feel like you're part of something, a community? Yes. Does it help build you up in a certain way? Yes. Biblical, re- biblical friendship does not do away with all those things. It enhances them and makes them true and real. So what is biblical friendship? Well, Jonathan Holmes has written a book called The Company We Keep. And he gives this definition. Biblical friendship exists when two or more people bound together by a common faith in Jesus Christ pursue him and his kingdom with intentionality and vulnerability. Rather than serving as an end in itself, Biblical friendship serves primarily to bring glory to Christ, who brought brought us into friendship with the Father. It is indispensable to the work of the gospel in the earth and an essential element of what God created us for. That's a big definition, isn't it? Notice what he says here. It is indispensable to the work of the gospel in the earth. Your friendships and how you build them and why you're building them, to what end you are building these friendships is indispensable to the Great Commission. It is indispensable to God's kingdom spreading through the world. That is how important Your friendships are. So what is the purpose for biblical friendship with that in mind? And this is where I would like for us to go to John chapter 17. And we're going to be reading in verse 20. I do not ask for these only, and this is Jesus talking in his high priestly prayer, but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you have sent me and love them even as you loved me. What is the purpose of biblical friendship? It is to grow us together as one in Christ. 
to grow us together in one as Christ. And you sit and say, well, yeah, I, I see that. But how? How do you do this? Why is it that I'm sitting here wondering, am I ever going to have any friends in this church? How do I break out of this? How do I have relationships? How do I form a biblical friendship? Now, I could take you through Proverbs and take you through lots of principles from Scripture and Proverbs, and I would point you to do a search for that. I remember my, my mom, one of her disciplines for me when I was in junior high was whatever issue I was dealing with of disobedience or whatever the case might be, she would make me go through and find all the verses in Proverbs that spoke about uh, that particular problem that I had in my life. So I'd encourage you, uh, look through the book of Proverbs, looking for things about relationships. But I want to show you some practical suggestions about how to form biblical relationships. And I would go so far... (laughs) As to say that if Subaru Baptist Church is going to fulfill the purpose that God has called us to carry out in this world, we must form these kind of relationships. We must form biblical friendships. And I I don't say that lightly. How do you do it? Some practical suggestions. Fall in love with Jesus. Come on, Jonathan. Give me a practical, how do I do it? How do I do, you know, what do I say to the person? You know, how do I communicate with them? What's the words that I say? Fall in love with Jesus. That is the most practical thing you can do, really, for anything. Because when you fall in love with him, all those ego things go out the window. When you fall in love with him, your identity is is in him. And it makes it so that you can talk to anyone. The beggar on the street or the president. It doesn't matter. Because it doesn't matter what they think of you because you are in love with Jesus. And when you are in love with Jesus, you know he loves you. It sets the foundation for any other relationship you can have. If you go into a relationship looking for what you can get out of it, you will never end up, well, outside of God's grace, you will never end up with a biblical, biblical relationship, biblical friendship. But when you love Jesus Christ, that drives you to a biblical relationship, a biblical friendship. So it is is the most practical advice that I can give you is that you've got to love Jesus first. You've got to love him first before you can love anyone else. Secondly, look at the people around you. We get so caught up in the time of life and the common interest that we miss 
great friends just waiting, waiting to meet you, waiting to become a very important part of your life. But we miss it. Why? Because we're like the guy sitting there where Steve's sitting, and we're looking for all the people that we want to be our friends. And probably the person God wants to be your friend is the one sitting beside you or down at the end of the row. So I practical, who are you around? Who do you end up in this body specifically? Who do you end up around in ministry with? Who is that person that you keep running into? <laughs> who is the person you keep running into in the parking lot because you just happen to park at the same place? Now, you don't ever talk to each other, but you always park at the same place. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing fine. How are you? Good. All right, let's go in. That person could be your next best biblical friend. Don't get hung up on who do I want to be my friend and ask God, ask Jesus, the person that you love, who do you want to be my next friend? And then go do it. That's one of the reasons why we have the study portal. You say, well, study portal, that doesn't sound very much like friendship. Well, the point is, we want you to feel free at Subaru Baptist Church to walk up to someone, and then we've built a culture where it is not odd for you to walk up to someone and say, hey, I've got this one-to-one Bible reading book. Would you do this with me? Well, I don't know you. I know, but here's a chance for you to get to know me. Let's do this together. Let's focus on God's word together, biblical friendship. <laughs> let's focus on God's word together and let's see where it goes. And then you can pursue Jesus and his kingdom together. Find someone. It doesn't matter who it is. And then pursue Jesus together. Be vulnerable to those who walk with you. Yes, let's meet at Panera. We're going to meet at Panera. And I'll be happy to mentor you. I'll be happy to share with you all the wisdom that I've learned in my life. And I know you're really going to appreciate it. Anybody in here want to be friends with that guy? Oh, no, you don't. Biblical friendship is vulnerability, is transparency. Uh, it's, it's what you're probably seeing starting to happen in your life groups where you, you see the burden that someone has and you're, you're ready to hear it. You're ready to reach out and pray and support Always include praise for Jesus. Let it always lead you to Jesus. So I mentioned that I would come up with another sermon, and that was the sermon you heard this morning. 
Where do biblical friendships start? They start around the word. We are all level at the foot of the cross. And we are all ready and level at the foot of the word. We all need it. We can share it. We can grow in it. And we can have biblical friendships. So you say, Jonathan, that sounds good. I think I see what you're saying. But you mentioned friendship as discipleship. You haven't talked anything about discipleship. Yes, I have. Because biblical friendship is discipleship. Member-on-member ministry, discipleship is not the mentor to the mentee. Discipleship is two good friends that are friends because they found a common love for God and his word. And they're growing each other, they're pursuing Jesus together. Transparently, in vulnerability. And I will tell you, that guy was me. And what happened in my life is that God started telling me, it's not about you. You start noticing the needs of the people around you. And God, as you fall in love with him, starts giving you a love for other people. And then you're like, it doesn't matter whether this person likes me or not. He's, God has put this person, and I am going to share myself with that person. And guess what? I've made friends that I did not think would ever be my friends. Not the same age as me, not the same interests as me, but friends. True biblical friends. So if you want a friend, I just ache for you because this room is full of your friends. If you will just seek after them with the love of Jesus and let them love you back with the love of Jesus. And we grow together towards Jesus. The book I mentioned is the company we keep, and I love Hoopla, hoopladigital.com. If you have a library card, you can log in there and get that book. I, they don't have it in text, but you can get it as an audio book, and you can listen to it. It's not long, but not to be outdone. <laughs> Who would like this book? We need to keep a record of who. Yes. <laughs> Got these quick hands and no one else gets a book. So I hope you will fall in love with each other. And that shouldn't sound weird. Because that's what we should be doing as brothers and sisters in Christ. And growing together in biblical love.